0: When's the last time you worked hard on something? Maybe you spent all morning making breakfast in bed for a grown-up. You practiced and practiced to get all the way across the monkey bars. Or you learned how to tie your own shoes. In today's story, we'll meet a fellow who's not a fan of hard work at all. Until he meets a magical creature who helps him sing a different tune. (laughs) I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Lazy Jack and the Leprechaun. Versions of this tale come from Ireland, an island nation on the westernmost edge of Europe. Some really great people came together to bring you our telling of this folktale, including A.J. Buckley and Ewan Morton. Grown-ups, you might recognize A.J. Buckley from Seal Team on CBS. And theater lovers, Ewan Morton is playing King George in the Broadway production of Hamilton. So circle around, everyone, for Lazy Jack and the Leprechaun. Some time ago, on a small farm in Ireland there lived a young man named Jack. Jack's parents worked hard growing pumpkins and squash, carrots and turnips. But Jack did not oh, he'd tag along in the fields as ma and dad planted and tilled and dug, but rarely did he join in and help. In fact, more often than not, Jack didn't even bring anything to plant or till or dig with.
1: Whoops. <laughs> Looks like I forgot the old spade again. Whatever was I thinking? Guess I won't be much use today.
0: So, instead of working, Jack spent his days loafing, lounging, and lazing in the fields. Sometimes he'd plop down and take a nap. Other times he'd stick his hands in his pockets, wander up and down the rows of vegetables, and daydream. And that's exactly what Jack was doing one morning when he heard something
1: odd. Hmm, I've never heard a sound like that out here in the fields. Where could that tapping be coming from? Overcome
0: with curiosity, Jack cupped his hand to his ear and began following the sound toward the far end of the vegetable fields. As Jack stepped over row after row of pumpkins and squash, carrots and turnips, the tapping grew louder and louder and louder. Now, Jack wasn't stepping over the vegetables. He was leaping over them, faster and faster and faster, until... Whoa! Whoa! He discovered where the tapping was coming from. Or, rather, who. On the far end of the vegetable fields, in the shade of a pumpkin vine, what did Jack spot but a wee little man wearing a wee leather apron and using a wee metal hammer to tap, tap, tap away... At the sole of a wee brown shoe. Wow! A leprechaun! A leprechaun, you may know, is a kind of Irish fairy. He's famous for mischief and trickery, and for the pots of gold he keeps hidden away. As you may also know, if you catch a leprechaun and ask him where he's buried his gold, he has no choice but to tell you. But what you may not know is that the leprechaun isn't just a trickster. He's a cobbler, a shoemaker, for all of the fairies. The leprechaun Jack spotted was wearing high-heeled shoes with shiny silver buckles. His three-cornered hat was cocked to one side, and his tiny nose was as red as his crimson coat. Because, you see, something else you may not know about leprechauns. Traditionally, they didn't wear green.
1: They wore red. Oh, 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 I can hardly believe me, look. Everyone knows if you see a leprechaun, he's got a pot of gold tucked away somewhere. But be careful, Jack. They say if you take your eyes off the leprechaun, even for a second, the little fella, well, he'll vanish in a flash. So Jack fixed his gaze on the leprechaun, cleared his throat, and
0: smiled. Well, ah, uh, how's it going there, neighbour? The leprechaun put down his hammer and glanced up at Jack. Grand, thank you kindly. Then he lowered his miniature head and went back to his cobbling. Jack, meanwhile, continued to stare at the leprechaun like a cat stares at a mouse. He was determined
1: to get that gold. Say, that's a mighty fine shoe you're cobbling there.
0: Again, the leprechaun put down his hammer.
1: But this time, when he lifted his head,
2: he frowned. You know, instead of pestering me, young man... You ought to be going home to fetch your spade and helping your ma and dad in the fields. While you're idling away your time here, your folks are roasting in the sweltering sun. Why, I can see their sweat dripping from here. Jack started to
1: turn his head. You can see me parents all the way from over... ah, ah. ah, ah. Wait a minute. You just want me to look away so that you can dash off and not give me your gold. My gold? And what, may
2: I ask, What a young lad like you want with my gold?
1: <laughs> what would I want with your gold? Well, I know how rich you leprechauns are. If all that treasure were mine, I'd never have to work another day in my life. I could give up all this boring, back-breaking farm and stuff and do as I please. Sleep as much as I want. Eat as much as I want. I'll have nothing but fun all the while. My fortune would be made. The leprechaun was quiet for a moment. Then
0: he put down his hammer and shoe, wiped his hands on his apron, and nodded
2: his tiny head. Ah, I see. So, you think your fortune would be made, would it? What if I told you my treasure is far more trouble than it's worth to a fella like you? Ha!
1: I'd say you're mad as a box of frogs. There's no trouble in being rich as a king. All my troubles would go away, starting now. With a gleam
0: in his eye, Jack reached down and scooped the leprechaun into his hand. At first, the tiny shoemaker squirmed, trying to break free. But then he stopped
2: moving and hung his head. Well, now you've got me, and I have no choice but to take you to my gold. But I hope you're wearing your walking boots. We have quite a journey ahead. What do you think will happen next? Is Jack's fortune really made? Or
0: does the leprechaun have another trick up his bright red sleeve? We'll find out after a quick break. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called Lazy Jack and the Leprechaun. When we left off, a fellow named Jack had captured a leprechaun. Jack should have been working that morning, helping his parents plant and till and dig their vegetables. But Jack was a real lazybones, And that day as usual... He didn't even bring a spade to the fields. Instead, he was daydreaming among the pumpkins and squash, carrots and turnips when he heard a mysterious tapping sound. Jack set out to investigate and soon discovered a wee little man cobbling a wee brown shoe. It was, of course, a leprechaun. Legend has it that where there's a leprechaun, there's gold. And if you catch him, he has to tell you where the treasure is. So, as Jack clutched the itsy-bitsy shoemaker in his hand, the pint-sized fellow told Jack he would take him to the gold. As they walked, the leprechaun called out command. Up
2: over this hill now. After command. Through this bog. After command. Across this ditch, then along this hedge. Jack did his best to keep up. Turn left. But... Turn right. The poor fellow was
1: tired. No, no, you're other right. Oh, uh, look... I'm... I'm sorry, but we've been walking for ages, and I'm pure knackered. I don't know how much farther I can go. You do want that gold, don't you? Oh, uh, I do. you, You know I do. Then keep walking. We're almost there.
0: Jack stumbled over his own two boots as he followed the leprechaun's orders. Eventually, they reached a field bursting with delicate white flowers, Each five-petaled blossom grew from a tall, slender stem. The blooms stretched all the way to the horizon. The graceful flowers were known as fairy flax. Visit certain parts of Ireland in the
2: summer, and you can see them for yourself. All right, young man. We have arrived.
1: This This is where all your gold is hidden. In this field of flowers. Aye, it is. Under this very flower
2: right here.
0: The leprechaun pointed a teeny finger at one of the elegant white blossoms.
2: But, here's the thing. I've buried the gold very deep beneath the ground. Very. So you'd best get digging. Jack gawked at the flower. He didn't move. Well,
1: what are you waiting for? Get to it. Now. Jack's face crumpled. But I have no spade. How can I... Get to it without a spade, the leprechaun shrugged. Well, you can always go fetch one from home, can't you? I I, I can, but when I return, I'd be lost. There's fairy flax grown as far as the eye can see, and each plant looks just like the other. How will I know which flower has the treasure buried beneath it? The leprechaun sighed. Ah, I was right then.
2: My treasure really is far more trouble than it's worth to a fella like you. No, no, no. It's no trouble at all. I, I, I'll think of something. Jack stared at the
0: ground, furrowing his brow and racking his brain for a solution. Just then, he caught a glance at his boots. <laughs> oh, hey, I got it. The boots were brown with bright red laces. Both boots were spattered with mud and muck from all the traipsing through ditches and bogs. And
1: on the right boot, the shoelace had come untied. That's it. I'll take my red shoelace and tie it around the stem of the white flower. That way, I'm sure to see it when I come back with my spade. Well, there's a plan. And a mighty fine one, if I do say so myself. Jack reached down to pull the lace off his right boot. Then he remembered one of his hands was clutching a leprechaun. Right. I need two hands for this job. So... I'm letting you go now, but before I do, promise me you won't run off with the gold while I'm away. And once I tie this shoelace to the fairy flax, you won't touch it. The leprechaun
2: grinned. What do I need with your shoelace? I'm a cobbler to the fairies. I have thousands of shoelaces, millions even. Good. And you won't touch me gold either. You have my word. Now, may I kindly have my freedom? You may. And? Good luck to you. The leprechaun arched an eyebrow. Good luck to you too, young man. May your fortune truly be made. Then, quick as a wink, the tiny shoemaker
0: disappeared. Jack scurried to tie his shoelace around the fairy flax stem. Then, as swiftly as his tired legs would go, he raced home. Along the way, he took note of every hill, bog, ditch, and hedge so he could find his way back to the field of fairy flax. Once Jack reached his family's farm, he dashed into the barn and grabbed a spade. The sun was setting by the time he returned to the flowers, but in the dimming light, he found he was able to spot a bright red shoelace. (laughs) Ha ha Yes! And another... White. And another... Are you kidding me? Suddenly, Jack realized he was able to spot thousands of shoelaces, millions even. Because tied around every single stem of every single fairy flax blossom was a red shoelace for as far as the eye could see. And can you guess which wee little trickster put them there? The leprechaun! Now, given what you know about Jack and his habit of loafing, lounging, and lazing, you probably think he gave right up and trudged back home, right? Well, guess what? That's
1: not what happened. No use grumbling, Jack. You've gotten this far. Let's start digging. Hmm. I think this was the flower where the leprechaun's gold is buried. Jack plunged his spade into the earth, but
0: all he turned up was a clump of dirt. Hmm. Maybe this flower, then? But again. Ah! No gold. Hmm. Jack dug to the east. He dug to the west. He dug to the north and south. By the time the sun came up, he had dug at least a thousand holes. And for a loafer like Jack, that was a thousand more holes than he'd ever dug in his entire life. You know what, though? He enjoyed it. He enjoyed the heft of the spade in his hands the satisfying crunch of the earth as the blade broke through the ground. Finally, Jack gave up on finding the leprechaun's treasure. And do you know what he did instead? He spent the rest of the day replanting all the fairy flax he'd dug up, making sure each and every delicate white blossom was back in its rightful place. When he returned to his family's farm, He apologized to his parents for all the years he'd spent loafing, lounging, and lazing in the fields. He promised that from this day forward, he'd do his share to help with the pumpkins and squash, carrots and turnips. And he did. Soon, the family's fields were bursting with more crops than they ever had before. And after all his hard work and effort, Jack was bursting with more pride than he ever had before. So, in a way, Jack was right. Thanks to the leprechaun, his fortune was made. Just not in the way he expected. Now it's your turn. Think about a time you persisted. A time when you kept going, even when things seemed impossible. Maybe you were setting out to read a book all by yourself for the first time. Perhaps you were determined to ride that two-wheeled bike. Maybe you were trying really hard to get along with a sibling. Now, find a grown-up and tell them what it felt like to persist, to challenge yourself and keep on going. Then, ask them about a time they persisted. In the end, maybe both of you reached your goal. Maybe you're both still working on it. But either way, you were brave enough to try This week's story, Lazy Jack and the Leprechaun, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Catherine Brewer. Eric Shemilonis creates our original music and sound design. Sabina Hahn is our artist. The original concept for Circle Round came from Jessica Alpert. Want to color next time you listen to Circle Round? We have coloring pages to go with all of our Circle Round stories. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circleround, And click on coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, A.J. Buckley and Ewan Morton. Grown-ups, you can see A.J. on the CBS series SEAL Team. And if you're in New York and you can get a ticket, check out Tony Award nominee Ewan Morton in Hamilton. Oh, and fun fact... You and his father to another actor you've heard on Circle Round, Ian Armitage, star of The Most Powerful of All. You can find that episode by visiting slash circle round and clicking on archive. This week's featured instrument was the Irish flute. You can learn more about this wooden wind instrument on our website. Again, that's wburorg circle round. Never want to miss a new Circle Round story? Ask your grown-up to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app your grown-ups use. And please, if you love the show and have a moment to spare, write us a review. It helps other families find Circle Round. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us.